Welcome to the Motorsports in Focus podcast. I'm your host, David Santiago, joined by my co-host and producer, Joe McKinney. Hope you enjoy. And we are back. As promised in the last episode, it's going to be uh, an interesting one because we're going to be talking about Monza, Joe's favorite track. Speaking of, Joe, how are you doing? Are you excited? I love Monza. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was watching the race with uh, sort of that thought in mind. And also the fact that we complain about all the modern circuits that are basically just big straightaways and turns and then a big straightaway. Well, let's be honest. We don't complain about anything. Never. We love everything. There's never any rants at all. But, yeah, Monza is pretty much that. And it's – I don't think I can defend it, <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. What were your thoughts? Really? Yeah. It was at least as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Okay. Um. It, it's just so frustrating to watch a good battle occur throughout most of the track, and you can see that they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, right? And then next thing you know, boom, they're at the first corner, and when they would want a battle, when there's some point where it's like, okay, I'm going to make a move, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually be able to compete now for the position that I've been fighting for for this entire lap, the area is so small, you have yeah. to then use this escape road to survive the track. So no one gets through that corner battling at any point. The only person that I saw that regularly did the right thing through that corner in a battle was Lewis Hamilton, who yes, accomplished multiple over-unders in that corner, which is great. That's great driving. But it's like, if you can't even get two cars side-by-side side through a corner, it's too small. Yeah, I think part of the problem there, too, is the runoff area. I think if there was no runoff area, you would see more people that have to actually commit to the corner and get two cars through there without crashing. Because the the moment there's even the slightest chance that somebody has to do something different other than just place the car where it's at, they're just like, oh, no, I'm out of here. And I think that plays into the psychology of the driver on what would be the inside of the beginning of that chicane. Because they just park the car there and they say... You can take the escape road. I'm not moving. And that's what it seems like is happening. I don't think that many people are outbreaking themselves into that corner. I think they know that there's runoff, and I think they know that if they just park it or they make it seem like they're running out of grip, you know, then the other driver's just going to bail, and the cycle just repeats for 10 laps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it just – I don't think I saw any any battle that was actually occurring continue to occur after that that corner like it would last no more than a lap and then boom they were out of it because now somebody's got to cut that corner just like you said they can plant their car on on the outside entering inside exiting and if they if there's any danger then you just dump it through the exit road and you're fine yeah (laughs) i was staggered they even made it through turn one at the start of the race i was too because there's always an incident right i was waiting for it it's like canada you know there's going to be an incident at turn one yeah Yeah, and they all got through, and I was like, okay, I am impressed. I am legitimately impressed, because that is Mm -hmm. a tough corner with that many cars at the start of the race. But Yeah, and it was was kind of frustrating for me, too, because I felt like the actual race outside of that corner wasn't too bad. It's not great, don't get me wrong. I don't like the track very much, but I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, man, this is really awful. I'm just, this is driving me nuts. It was kind of like, okay, this is not too bad, and we're back at this corner. 
Yeah. Okay, this isn't too bad. And we're back at this damn corner again. And it's, it's just over and over and over again. You're just stuck having to watch this this crap battle through this corner. And then... It makes the you, rest of the track irrelevant, which is the same thing we've complained about yeah. before with DRS. And it doesn't help that you have a big DRS zone on the front straightaway into turn one either. Because it's just like, well, I'll just sit behind them until turn one again. It's not that far away. And that's my best chance. So that's what they all did. And the only people, like you said, I mean, at least Lewis made a good move. And then Max did make the move going into the next chicane, which was actually mm-hmm. a pretty good move. He actually did a proper, uh, or not proper, he actually made a better exit out of the corner, which I feel like for whatever reason in Formula One, we just never see. Not it's, very often. It's no. always under braking. Um, yep. So that was pretty cool. And then Hamilton tried to do the same thing and crashed into somebody, <laughs> which was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a weird accident. Yeah. He actually admitted that it was his fault, which I was shocked by. Not mid-race, though. No. No. Afterwards. He was silent mid-race. Yes. I, yeah. He just completely moved over. Who was he Who was he battling with at that time? It was, a, I, it was a Piastri, I think. Pa- yeah, he might One be right. One of the right, McLarens. Yeah. Yeah, it was a middle of the pack driver either way, yeah. and it's just like, what? What are you doing? I mean, I know that McLaren, that your car, <coughs> excuse me, your Mercedes should have absolutely nothing to do with this area. Stop battling this guy. Yeah, like, yeah, that was that was a weird one. There were a couple other weird incidents. Um, I'll, although, also to go back a bit, Ferrari getting the pole. I actually watched qualifying this time around, and it's quite satisfying. It was a really good qualifying session. And was it? I didn't watch it this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right to the end, it was back and forth, Red Bull, Ferrari, and uh, Signs came in with the last lap to take pole. So that was cool to see. It's always cool to see Ferrari do well in at Monza. Oh, so. I agree. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it a little bit when we were talking about um, with the rec- WEC racing and stuff like that and watching Peugeot have success at Le Mans. You're like you're just rooting for fitting victories. You want yeah. the American team to win in the U.S. You want the the Italian team to win at Monza. You know, like that type of stuff. I I agree. I think it 100 percent wanted Ferrari to win that race, but yeah, it's never going to happen. Yeah, I think Signs did as good a job as he could have, uh, given yeah. the fact that the Red Bulls are so dominant. And uh, yeah, I guess they just didn't have the tire management that the Red Bulls had, and also. Speaking of the Red Bulls, Max, 10 in a row, which is actual yeah. history now. It's not just tying somebody else's record. That's his record alone, which yep. is pretty amazing. It is amazing. And there's nothing you can take away from it, not not at least from what I can see. Like, anybody that says, oh, he's in the greatest car, we, we're, okay, there's been greatest cars all over the place. Like, that, what did, did you think that Schumacher or Hamilton or Vettel didn't have the greatest car? Mm-hmm. None of them won 10 in a row. Exactly. Oh, he doesn't have a good teammate. He's got a plenty good enough teammate. Trust me, Perez is a better driver than people give him credit for, especially this year. Yeah, I I mean... It's like everybody forgot his history. Yeah. Max is definitely in a league of his own, though. But that I think, like you said, it goes to show that he's actually in a league of his own. Right. So, pretty pretty impressive. Total Wolf didn't think it was too impressive, though, which I thought was quite funny. (laughs) What did Total Wolf say? He uh, he said that nobody basically. I'll find the actual quote. He said, "I don't know whether he cares about the record. It's not something that would be important for me. Any of those numbers, it's for Wikipedia, and nobody reads that anyway." 
I remember him saying exactly the same thing after Hamilton broke records. <laughs> yeah, so at least he's intellectually honest, you know. <laughs> what what a clown, man! That that's such a terrible comment. What can you not just take a moment to recognize greatness? Like, he's had a couple okay, of really bad you, takes this season. Even if you don't agree with with Max being a great driver, or you don't get along with him, and you have some personal issues with him. You have to take a moment to step back and recognize greatness. And if you're going to make a stupid point like that or a stupid statement like that, you're just doing this whole thing wrong. Yeah. Like, what are you what are you doing? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, it's just also just funny and a little bit sweet because Mercedes, when they were on the other side, you know, they were acting the same old same way anyone would re- react or act when, uh, you know, they're so far ahead and they're dominating. And then when the everything's turned around on them, <laughs> they're were so much worse than all the other teams. <laughs> they're yeah. just complaining and bitter oh, and I, making weird I, comments like this, and you're like, "Oh my god!" It to me, it totally solidifies my distaste for Mercedes when they were winning. Yeah, like I I have no reservations about the way I I the opinions I held about them when they were winning because I thought they were all assholes essentially. Excuse my my French, but they like they all acted like childish people they were constantly moaning at each other even when they were winning nothing looked seamless it was always drama somewhere or this car isn't running well or this drive like that guy's in my way whatever and then now they're losing hamilton makes snide comments throughout the season about how (coughs) excuse me about how his car is not good and he can't compete or you know yeah the fia needs to change the rules exactly and then now you get this you get this from Toto. It's like, what are I mean, are you guys just children? Are you just built children? Right? Like, like it's unbelievable. Like Red Bull, Christian Horner had the same success with Red Bull un, under the Vettel era. Yep. And then he loses it just the same way Mercedes and Toto Wolf has. And we never heard Christian Horner moaning or whining like that. Yeah, not like this. He acted like a consummate professional. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, every team's going to be upset when they're not winning, but they weren't being stupid. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. And then uh, also we, uh, let's see here. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered most of the high points of the race. I was surprised that Leclerc couldn't get by signs in the end. I'm not. I'm fully under the expectation at this point like going forward (coughs) excuse me sorry i'm battling a a small cold um i am under the full expectation every single week now that signs is going to outperform leclerc yeah from from what i've seen signs is just a better driver over and over and over again we saw it a little bit last year i think we're getting the full like solidification this year like there is to me it just it's set in stone signs is a better driver than than Leclerc I'm just not seeing anything out of Leclerc the last couple of seasons that tell me that he is the number one driver on that team they may treat him like that okay that's Ferrari they do as they please but he is not the best driver that team's got yeah I think you're right I think Leclerc's performance hasn't been as impressive as signs especially in the last couple races but yeah I was still look at I thought though at that those last couple laps, I thought he was going to get the move done, and Signs was just able to defend. Yeah, yeah, he was. But look at look at the amount of drivers that are on the top teams, right? And you tell me, would you take any of these guys? So Max, no way, you're not taking Leclerc ahead of Max for your team if you're starting an F1 team. 
Would you take Perez over Leclerc? Maybe. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Would you take Signs over Leclerc? I think, yeah, at this point, at least in this season. Yeah. You take Norris over him. Leclerc, Leclerc came kind of... Did he... What team did he start with in F1? Do you remember? Or did he just I go be- straight to Ferrari? No, I think he had a season with Sauber. Did he? I can't remember now. Oh, I think it was only one season, though, and then he went straight it to was, Ferrari. Yeah. Because he was supposed to be the like the second coming of whatever amazing driver you want to come up with. Yeah. Out of nowhere. So. Well, that's how uh, they all but, are when they first get there. Yeah, of course. But, you know, I'm like, I, I was thinking about it the other day. Like, would you take George Russell, George Russell over Charlotte Claire? Yeah, I, I think I probably would. Like, you, you uh, start running, you run through these teams, and I'm like, man, there's not a lot here for me that I can sit back and say, yeah, I fully trust this guy over this other driver. Yeah. That does remind me, though, when you're talking about Russell, him and pretty much every other driver, going back to what we said about uh, taking that escape road. Yeah, he raced with Sauber in 2018 and okay. then Ferrari in 2019 forward. Nice. Sorry, so, yeah, on. he went straight to Ferrari. Yep. One year in, one year at Sauber. Yeah. Um, I can't believe how many drivers were just complaining the entire race. And uh, I know you don't check Instagram anymore, which I, I applaud. But I, I sent you <laughs> a video from, it had to have been when the still in the v8 era but it was when they had the wider wings okay and uh, i think the groove tires you know what i'm talking about like right after the v10s yeah and there's a video of them racing in the rain i don't remember what drivers it was you can go check the video but they were going back and forth bumping wheels cutting corners it was an epic battle back and forth passing each other for almost an entire lap if that the comment was like, if this happened today, it would be nothing but penalties and drivers getting on the radio. He pushed me off. He did this. He did that. Did you see that? And these guys yep. are just battling in the rain, passing each other on each corner and not crashing. And I was like, I saw that, and I literally had like one of those moments where you go, oh my god, we've it, this is we've actually made things worse. We've gone backwards. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I I would completely agree that we have gone backwards. I think we've been saying that for a while. It's just there's <coughs> there's nothing about this sport right now. I think like the I think the actual ability to race, not necessarily the driver's ability to race, but the ability for the cars to race each other, is better now than it has been, especially in at least the le- maybe since that era. <laughs> but. I think the, the the likelihood of the drivers or the FIA or the teams allowing them to battle that way is is just been completely removed from the sport because now you're just sitting there. Like, as soon as somebody gets in a close battle with someone else, they get called in for the pits. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll go on a different strategy then. We can't be stuck behind these guys. Yeah, we can't possibly race these people. We're not in a race or anything. Right. Yeah, that, that and it's, oh, he pushed me off. Did you see that move? Every single radio call was... Yep. Say he it, it literally sounded like a school playground where instead of saying he pushed me, it was he pushed me off. He pushed me off. And I just like eye rolled every time. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's legitimate, but most of the time it's not. And it's just really annoying to listen to. And you're like, I you're like, I tune in to see you guys actually do this. I don't tune in to see who can get someone else a penalty, you know? Right. Frustrating. I agree. 
I agree. I wish it was. I wish it was more competitive than it is now, as far as the actual racing is concerned. Not necessarily the the balance of the sport. Yeah. Also, Albon <laughs> killing it again. Yep. Yet again, looking like one of the better drivers out there. I mean, if he's got a, if he's in for that Ferrari seat, then that I think that's a good move they're going to make. I the only my only concern is I think that they're going to have to replace Signs because Leclerc is their golden child. So <laughs> if that's the case, I'm not sure Albon from Signs is an upgrade. Yeah. I wonder where he's going to go, though, or if he's going to stay at Williams. I don't know if that's been decided yet. I haven't. Paid, I don't pay attention to the silly season stuff too uh, yeah, much. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen anything myself. Um, I can do a quick look Because right he's now been on. really impressive this season. And I, I, myself at this point, I saw his performance this race. I'm like, okay, this is, like, consistent now that Albon is way outperforming his teammate and putting that Williams places that it probably shouldn't be. And I'm thinking to myself, like, who else is seeing this? Somebody's got to be seeing this. Oh, 100%. And some uh, number in, two in driver's Logan scared Sargent's, right now. <laughs> in Logan Sargent's defense, though, it is his rookie season. You know, yeah. he's never been in a Formula One car. So I will say, like, yeah, he's out, outperforming his his teammate, but it is a it is a rookie teammate. But that doesn't also doesn't necessarily diminish what Albon's been doing. This is the best he's driven, I think, probably since he's, <laughs> excuse me, since he's been in the sport. Yeah. So, um yeah, that, just looking briefly, there doesn't appear to be any news headlines or anything like that that have come out recently to say one thing or another. So, hmm. surprising. Um, but the the Williams has a Mercedes engine still, doesn't it? He, yes, yes, I believe so. Okay. I can actually pull that up. It says on Formula One site. Okay, uh, but yeah, Albon's driving really has looked a lot like. Um, what we've grown used to Gasly doing um, year in and year out where yeah. he just significantly outperforms the vehicle. And you're like, wow, this is, this is nice to watch. Right. And drove really well too. And he was the one, I want to say that Hamilton passed him in turn one and there wasn't an actual incident, which was nice where uh, he flew or Hamilton had to fly down the escape road. He actually left enough room mm-hmm. and they could actually go through side by side, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, Williams yeah. is a Mercedes allocation. Okay. That's so Williams, Williams, McLaren, Aston are all Mercedes allocations. Okay. Ha- Haas, Alpha, and Ferrari, obviously Ferrari being the primary. And then you have Alpha Tari and Red Bull are under Honda. Okay. And then Al- <coughs> Alpines itself as Renault. Really? They're still... I forgot about Renault. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy after so much domination in the V8 era. Right. That's wild. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, I mean, there were some interesting moments in the race, to be honest. But, like you said, it was just come down to turn one, and then there'd be drama, com- complaints, and everything. And, uh, <laughs> but funny enough, again, if you pull Max out of it, it was a decent race <laughs> in terms of, uh, it like, was, the top yeah. five. But we could say that all year long. Yeah. And we'll say it again. I mean, really. Yeah. Or, yeah, uh, pretty I much. do have something important for Formula One. Okay, there is seventy-two days until uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> you know, I saw an article that Williams actually is is excited for Las Vegas because they think they're going to do well, and their performance at Monza probably backs that up. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's but one group of people like... who's actually excited for the Las Vegas race. Well, yeah, but here's the problem: is like, okay, so we're excited, guys. We're really excited for. Uh 
for Vegas because it's very similar to Monza, right? Yeah, that sounds great. What place did you come in in Monza? Well, seventh. Hey. What? I, like. Not bad. Not bad. I, no. <laughs> I'm not diminishing the fact that they belong there, but for them, or that they that they outperformed their car there. But still, it's also like we're super excited to come in seventh again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's Formula One, man. I, yeah, I, it is. I can't I mean, imagine that's, joining that's one the of those best teams. Of the rest, man, it was Red Bull, Red Bull, Ferrari, Ferrari, Mercedes, Mercedes at Monza. So, isn't it funny how it always filters out that way after at the end of the race? Yeah. Yeah, well, this this one in particular, yeah. I mean, it. I, I think I feel like recently it hasn't been. What it? What was? Let's see. It yeah, because you had a bunch of different at Zambor. You had a bunch of different constructors. You had Red Bull, then Aston, then Alpine. Yeah, that was a then wild. Red one. Bull again, then Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, Williams. Yeah, you had the rain wild card thrown in that yeah. one. But well, and a good racetrack. Yes, that is true. That is true. God, I can't believe we went from Zandvoort to Monza. <laughs> what? But we have Vegas in seventy-two days. So. What's next? What's next? Forget Singapore. about Vegas. Singapore. I actually How like Singapore. How could you Singapore. say that? What? Forget about Vegas. Yeah, forget it's about Vegas. Gonna be, it's going it. to be the greatest race ever. Yeah. You and but, you and the people who are fans of that sphere thing probably agree. What, Earth? No, no, no. Have you not seen the sphere? <laughs> what sphere? No. You don't know about the sphere? No. At oh, least I don't think so. Google Las Vegas in the sphere. <laughs> I'm cur- I'm actually curious what your thoughts are on that cuz I'm sure it's going to be a predominant uh like landmark. It is a Google suggestion, okay? Yeah. Wait till you see it. 2.8 or 2.3 billion dollar megasphere? <laughs> the hell is it? Is it just a it's, tourist it's, attraction? It's it's a it's a sphere with uh screens on the outside so they can play whatever they want on the outside like a spherical screen. Oh, and there's going to be an amphitheater on the inside? Sure. That's what it looks like. At least there's a cutout version. Weird. Yeah, imagine. Really weird. It's basically like a big billboard, but they've made it spherical. That's how I, I see mean, it. Dude, if there's one city in the world to plop this down in, <laughs> it's it's Vegas. You make a good point there. <laughs> but of all the things that I think... Dude, it looks massive. It is massive. And it's freaking bright. I, I see a lot of videos of is like... Is it built already? It's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm only seeing renderings. No, it's a thing. Yeah, there's videos, everything. It does all sorts of stuff. But it's amazing because you wouldn't think of all the places that you'd like ruin the landscape view or the cityscape view... Some big freaking orb on the ground that's super bright honestly kind of does. Like, I was watching uh, videos on Instagram of, like, planes taking off from Nellis. You know, there's, like, B1s taking off at night. And you can see the damn sphere in the background. (laughs) It's so freaking bright. It looks so out of place with all the buildings and everything. Yeah, it seats 18,000 people inside of it as well. Yeah, it's freaking huge. 580,000 square foot. Drake was super excited about it. He thought it was super cool because they can that play surprise me anything around, I guess, on the screen. Sometimes it's like an eyeball that's like looking around. I, I hate it. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a little bit irrational, but it's just too commercially. I don't know. There's something about it that just it just bugs me. I, I mean, I have as much distaste for it as I do the rest of any other big city. 
Fair. So as far as I'm concerned, it's like, all right, if you want to plop it down there, like you plop it down in the middle of Oklahoma, then we might have a problem. Okay. If all you right. plop it down here, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So are they racing around this thing in Vegas? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not sure where it's located geographically, but you want, you want to talk about it like a massive uh, big screen for the the spectators at the track? Yeah. If you're racing around that thing, you could just put the the screen on that. I guess I, <laughs> what part of that is considered the center of the screen? I don't know. You know, that's. I mean, it is impressive how they can get stuff like displayed on there and it not be distorted. Like, yes. and you can still like see it and understand what you're looking at. Yeah. And man, it's got to use a lot of power and produce a lot of heat. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm I'm sure. It's, yeah, it's got to be over the top. But yeah. Oh, there's the sphere. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure I there's videos Go- of it. Well, yeah, I just pulled up Google Maps. I was trying yep. to see. Oh, this is still under construction on Google Maps. Interesting. That's funny. Um, oh, my good. There's a golf course right next to it. Could you imagine teeing off no. and you're just, no. like, that's in the background of your tee shot? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, and imagine if it's doing the eyeball thing and, like, I looking believe, around. That's just weird. I believe they host a PGA Tour event at that course, if I remember correctly. What course is it? Win. Win. I don't, I yeah. don't know that one. Yeah, it's weird, man. I can't believe you haven't seen that. You've you've really been doing a social media detox. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm I'm genuinely jealous of that. I'm trying to see. Yeah, so I don't. Where is the proposed Formula One track? I know this is fantastic uh, podcasting. Yeah, it's a good uh, good radio yeah. material. <laughs> Put your. Uh... <laughs> Your subtitles on? Yeah, put your 5D glasses on. You'll be able to see what he's talking about. <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I think that thing's weird. The Las Vegas uh, race, I'm sure in the broadcast, they're going to be focusing in on it all the time. Which, to be fair, from a marketing perspective, absolute home run. Because it's weird and people... Like, if you go to Vegas and if you remember nothing else, you'll remember that stupid orb thing. I'm not kidding, David. Don't tell me it's They're, in the center of the track. It on on. I'm looking at a document, like a, a proposed map right now, and it's yeah, Wynn Hotel, Treasure Island, MSG Sphere. Oh my god! The, the sphere is going to be a part of the track. I can actually see the the track now as it's laid out. God damn it! Yep. So they'll be racing around the sphere. Well, that'll make for some interesting pictures, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. See, I told you you got to get excited, David, about Vegas. Come on. Oh, man. Aren't you so excited? Totally. It's really changed my mind. One of my least I... favorite buildings is going to be at the center of my favorite racetrack. I always knew it would. <laughs> I always knew I could change your mind for you. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on from that garbage. And... uh the only other thing that happened uh, this past weekend was Indy, and Polo won the championship in style with a win yes, at Portland. A, a comfortable one at that. Yeah, in control. Although he did yeah. take some risks. There were some moments. I mean, but that's just, that's just I, IndyCar. I watched the race in and out just a little bit. We had some family over when, uh, when it was going on, so I was only able to kind of tune in here and there, but... Overall, I thought it was actually a pretty good race. I was kind of surprised. I I didn't really have any familiarity with that uh, with that racetrack. 
and watching it, I was like, okay, this it's not not too bad of a track. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'd it's never watched Racer either. It's not the most exciting one, but it's not it's not bad. Yeah, and it's amazing when you, after you watch Formula One, if you go back and just watch IndyCar, it's. <laughs> I know we we've said this many times now, but it's it's like getting culture shock. You know, like I just said in Formula One, where they're oh he pushed me off, he did this. Yeah, right. And the team, the uh, engineers, like, yeah, we recorded it. Don't worry about it. We're gonna report him. And an IndyCar, they're banging wheels, they're flying off the track, stuff happening all over the place. And at no point is anybody like, that guy pushed me off the track. I'm mad at him. Like that doesn't happen in IndyCar. Yeah. They just go nope. at it. Yep. They just bang doors, and then maybe they fight it out, duke it out. Yeah. With some fisticuffs or something, and then problem solved yeah i mean there were there were a couple moments where uh actually i think somebody got a penalty for uh one of the moves down the straightaway uh sort of coming alongside somebody but aside from that it was uh just good hard racing throughout and just tons of stuff going on poor grosjean got taken out which that's been his season pretty much yeah i mean has he had has has he actually had a race that he was doing well that he didn't get taken out or no. have some sort of incident. Cause I, either he's not involved or he's getting in a, a weird wreck no. when he is involved. There was one, there was one, it was Barber. Barber, he made it oh, to the, the end. one I missed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it just keeps getting taken out or he takes himself out, which he's got some bad luck or something going on. But yeah, just packed with action. It was like an IMSA race, but open wheel. Just stuff happening everywhere, and the cars actually move around. You see the drivers correcting slides and everything coming out of the pits, yeah, and hitting the throttle. So, yep, it's just classic Indy car. Um, Palo with the championship title, pretty impressive. That makes two titles for him, and uh, I'm really curious to see. I guess, well, actually, no, because well, actually, actually, um, I don't think they've sorted out all that controversy with the contracts yet. So he should be an IndyCar next season, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll find out. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I I wouldn't be opposed to him getting a shot in Formula 1. I think he deserves it, but I also kind of like him just dominating in, in Formula 1, or in uh, IndyCar, rather, right now. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I almost don't... <laughs> it's it's weird. You think... You see his driving style, and you're like, yeah, I don't... I'm not sure I want to see somebody like that in Formula 1. <laughs> They're just yeah. gonna... I, I don't think you would see them shine as much as much as they would in IndyCar. Now, Paddle Award. <laughs> we could put him in Formula One. Yeah, we'll throw Paddle. Who, who, what team would you throw him on? Paddle Award? Yeah. Haas, right next to Kevin Magnuson. <laughs> That's a good what? answer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a better one than that. That's <laughs> oh, perfect. You have Gunther Steiner as the, as the chief engineer. Oh, I'm like, man. I, what could go wrong? That's that sounds like a stressful work environment on that team. If that was, the I case. would imagine any work environment with Gunther Steiner is stressful work environment. I, dude, I can't believe the drivers stayed this year, and they were like both of them, Hulkenberg and Magnussen, were like, "Yeah, happy to stay." I'm just like, "What? Really?" I, I think it's just it's a seat. I guess that's what it seems like to me. It's just hey, let's get a seat. Anytime we can get a seat, let's let's just take a seat. But is Haas not looking for other drivers? I mean, I, I, I like Hulkenberg, like, but Magnuson. 
Right, I agree. Well, they did it with Grosjean and 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 Magnussen one year. I yeah, think it was the year, before, the year prior. It's like, what? Why do? You, why are you retaining them? Right? Maybe they don't have the budget for it. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, yeah, it may just be a, a, like an advertisement thing for them. Essentially, it's like, okay, we got our NASCAR team. If if we really gave a damn about about Formula One, we're doing it wrong. Yeah, but I mean, I've pretty much forgotten about Hess anyway. In Formula One, they've sort yeah. of disappeared. Yeah, they really have. Um, kind of shockingly so. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that was uh, Portland. It was gray as ever, which is pretty much on brand for Portland. Yeah, both Portlands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it runs in the name. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that's all I got on the, the IndyCar race. So, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, not that I can think of offhand. I mean, everything's. I think everything's been said, and as okay. far as I'm concerned, at least I got I got nothing special to to put in. Nobody yeah. cares about my opinion anyway. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we. Uh, I don't think we hit any of our buzzwords. Uh, we mentioned DRS briefly, but we didn't complain yeah. about it too much. We talked about Vegas. That somebody checked that off their big. That's card. true. That's true. But we didn't talk about the FIA, so that's that's a good yeah. plus. Yep. Until now, so check that off your bingo card now. Yeah. I don't know well, who who is checking their bingo cards. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying it that way, but yeah. anyway. Well, we got Fuji <laughs> next weekend. So I real quick, I did see a cool video at Fuji. Um, for one of the practices, they have this thing called the Safari. So in like the last practice for the WEC cars, you can go out in a bus that has like open windows and the bus drives around the circuit during practice three, which is actually kind of cool. <laughs> what? Like while the drivers are driving? Yeah. So you're just getting like full on flybys from Damn, all the cars. That is really cool. I right? can't believe that. I can't believe that's allowed. <laughs> I can't either. I somebody had to have cracked down on that, right? It's Someone. The, the Japanese are amazing. Sometimes they do just things you just wouldn't expect. Huh. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, no kidding. I want to do that now. I, I know. I was like, I would I would definitely do that at like Sebring or Daytona. You can get some cool pictures too. Yeah, no kidding. But all right. We'll, just, gonna... we'll bring it there. We'll start it that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to call it there. This is actually going to be the last episode of the podcast. I'm going to shut it down. And um, yeah, got to have to focus on more important things now. And uh, some decisions had to be made. So it's been fun. Uh, I appreciate Joe helping me out. Uh, pretty it's much been at, fun for me too. I'm yeah, pretty it. much at the drop of a hat. So I appreciate that. And um, yeah, I'm going to end it here. And uh, to everybody who has listened, thanks for watching. <laughs> that was so well said. <laughs> <laughs>